How's it going guys? So this is a very baseline past level question for internal medicine for 2CK. If you're studying for step one, this is a difficult question, but for 2CK, no fucking excuses. You need to know this question. So before we get started, I will be an asshole like I usually am and tell you to subscribe my channel. I really appreciate it. Give the video a like. I really appreciate it. And find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical. The link is down below. And find me on Telegram. Recently created Telegram group and channel. The links are down below. Now let's start the fucking question here where 65-year-old woman, she has a one-year history of generalized fatigue, no significant past medical history. Laboratory studies are as follows. Hemoglobin, normal at 14 grams per deciliter. Normal range is 13 to 17.5 for non-menstruating women and men, 12 to 17.5 in menstruating women. MCV is elevated at 108. Normal range is 80 to 100. A lot we can talk about, but you should know that B9, B12 deficiency, as well as alcoholism, very fucking high yield. Uh, those are the top three causes of elevated MCV on U.S. simile. But you can get an elevated mean corpuscular volume in bone marrow disorders, okay? So you should have that also on the back burner for differential diagnoses. Serum calcium is normal nine, at 9.3. Normal range is 8.4 to 10.2 milligrams per deciliter. Serum kappa light chain is very fucking elevated, okay? And ESR is normal. A bone marrow biopsy shows 11% plasma cells, which confirms the diagnosis of multiple myeloma. So as I said, this isn't meant to be a difficult diagnosis, okay? We're handing you the diagnosis here, and then we're going to ask you some answer choices. But um, multiple myeloma is a monoclonal expansion of plasma cells. It's a cancer of plasma cells of the bone marrow. Plasma cells, if under 10%, on, on biopsy, it's called MGUS, monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance, 10% borderline, often called smoldering myeloma, and then we progress into overt multiple myeloma if biopsy shows greater than 10%. And patients can have a spectrum of findings. They don't always have to have hypercalcemia with lytic lesions. They don't always have to have elevated ESR with the Rouleau formation, which here it's a little bit weird, right? Because if the kappa light chains are floating around, you'd think they'd stick to the RBCs. The RBCs uh, would precipitate faster. But my point is that you can get a spectrum of findings on USMLE, but this bone marrow biopsy nevertheless confirms our diagnosis. You need to know the first step in diagnosis for multiple myeloma on USMLE is serum protein electrophoresis, not hemoglobin electrophoresis, serum protein electrophoresis, which they already did here showing increased kappa chains. And then our bone marrow biopsy confirmed 11% plasma cells. So we're just going to uh, look at the answer choices here. As I said, this can be a lengthy discussion, but we're not going to make this a 19-minute clip. Uh, patients at greatest risk for which the following. Shingles, wrong fucking answer, okay, aka herpes zoster caused by VZV. It's not to say that uh, immunodeficiency wouldn't occur in multiple myeloma. There is going to be an increased risk slash propensity for infections, yes. Uh, however, more likely to be bacterial because antibodies, uh, the abnormal light chains coming from B cells were affecting humoral immunity, not cell-mediated immunity. But nevertheless, uh, you do need to know for family medicine that the shingles vaccine is given at age 60, okay? Let's just continue through S3 heart sound, wrong fucking answer. This on USMLE, this is synonymous with uh, systolic dysfunction, okay? Dilated heart. Uh, left heart failure at a minimum, okay? It can be congestive heart failure if you add right heart failure on top of it. Yes, it can occur in endurance athletes with high preload. Yes, it can occur in pregnancy, but we're talking overall just S3 is systolic dysfunction on USMLE. In multiple myeloma, in contrast, the Kappa light chains, these are proteins, immunoglobulins are proteins. They're floating around, they're going to deposit in the heart to cause cardiac, cardiac amyloidosis. It's a very fucking high yield, you know. 
that you can get cardiac amyloidosis and multimyeloma. That causes restrictive cardiomyopathy, a stiff left ventricle, an S4 heart sound, okay? Preserved ejection fraction. Uh, so very different. Let's just keep moving through, stay concise here. Renal calculi, wrong fucking answer, but not crazy, okay? Not a crazy answer. Uh, we have normal calcium here. Patient could go on to get, lit get lytic lesions and hypercalcemia and hypercalciuria, uh, which could increase the risk for renal calculi. Sure, it's not outrageous, but um, it's not what the patient's at greatest risk for developing. And I'll explain in a moment. Pancreatitis, wrong fucking answer. No relation to this question, just a, a random distractor, okay? I mean, you think about alcoholism, uh, gallstones that precipitate, precipitate that track into the biliary tree, cholodocolithiasis causing gallstone pancreatitis, hyperlipidemia, right? Triglyceridemia, hypercalcemia. So yes, we can talk a lot about pancreatitis, but it's the wrong fucking answer. So nephrotic syndrome is our correct answer. As I talked about with multimyeloma being a very high yield cause of cardiac amyloidosis, you need, to, you need to know it can also cause renal amyloidosis, okay? Multimyeloma, this is the sentence I want you to memorize. Multimyeloma is the most common cause of renal amyloidosis. So you know how you get Benz-Jones proteinuria, right? So the immunoglobin light chains, they fly through the, the urine and they're detected as the Benz-Jones proteins. Well, they also deposit in the renal parenchyma and the proteins depositing where they shouldn't be depositing is called amyloidosis. So um, it's a nephrotic syndrome. Okay, renal amyloidosis in the setting of multimyeloma, very fucking high yield. So choice A, medullary thyroid carcinoma, wrong answer. I mean, obviously this is part of MEN2A and MEN2B. Okay, so medullary thyroid carcinoma, pheochromocytoma for both of those, but then you throw for MEN2A, uh, parathyroid adenoma or diffuse foregland hyperplasia for 2B, mucos mucosal neuromas, marfanoid body habitus. Wrong fucking answer, as I just said. So look, we could make this an extended clip as I prefaced with, but we got to stay somewhat concise for the YouTube here. You know the deal, guys. I'll continue to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel. Appreciate your time. That's it.